compare with the Excel or virtual reality technologies in 30 years ago and recent years, this year's the Secret of Asia XR is quite different. 30 years ago, we were talking about how to make a good devices, how to design a good software. And since that, people were talking about uh, researching on and talking about discussing about uh, how to make a good interactions. Mm. Now, the most of the work is actually putting into the real examples, real examples and how to give experiences. So this year we have, we had lots of work on to giving an experience on natural walking, natural jumping or natural door opening things. Or there are some words that mix with the real world with the virtual world to have embodiments, feelings, or even the act, the kind of the play can be mixed with the audiences and virtual actors and real actors. This kind of work is really enlightened this year's Excel program. I understand what you're saying. There was an emphasis on adding a, a haptic or a real component to the VR experience. Historically, it's been all about sort of the technology of trying to create compelling VR experience. And now you're saying that the new thing is, how do we anchor this in the real world? We can think about the recent movie Avatar. In Avatar, we are actually embodied into the, the Avatar. And the player is uh, actually controlling the avatar as like a their own body. Mm. This is kind of the called as this kind of technology is called the virtual embodiments. Uh, okay. There are several works in this year's Excel session to exhibiting the virtual embodiments, and also there are works to let the user be switching from one avatar to the the other which has different body size or which might have different body activities or body capabilities and have a different feelings. So there are technologies to let the users be smoothly or be able to emerge it into the different body. I'm also thinking of Assassin's Creed, you know, in the mythology of the game, you go into the animus and then you have some embodied component and then you're experiencing the experiences of this historical character. Yeah. Also, the when you get being embodied, what you can feel is you feel like a different body. Imagine that you embodied into the very small child's avatar. Mm-hmm. So you've once your body is embodied into that virtual avatar, very small child, two years old or one year old, then you feel like and you act like this one year old child. Ah. So which will give you the very different view of the world. Wow. Okay. So there's a role-playing aspect of that and the idea of a looking glass self when you see yourself and you see, oh, I'm not me, I'm this child, then it changes your behavior. Yeah. Also, not only this kind of feeling, but your physical activity is different. Mm. Consider that you have the longer arm, then mm. you will be able to reach the objects or controllers even easier well sometimes you might have some difficulties to control the some nearby object or something like that mm. this kind of feeling can be given into virtual reality once you you can be immersed into the virtual avatar with different size and some of the work actually investigated into the, this kind of aspects wow there's got to be some interesting long-term implications for that 
in terms of accelerating human performance, perhaps, or getting people to think in different ways. Yep. So psychologically, also physically, you can feel it. When the past year, there were works that showing that your actual virtual movements and virtual avatars movements actually affects the, your actual movements. Mm, so right. your muscle movements, and if you put EEG or EMG on your muscles and your brain, you feel you can we can monitor the differences hmm. so this is actually affecting physically too in excel session the, there is one piece got an award this is uh, actually very interesting the job and it is submitted by japanese so the researchers and their work is showing your brains in front of you oh i remember this one yes I thought this one yeah, was it's all super cool. It is award winner. Yep. And what they did is in front of you, they put on the model of the, your skull. It doesn't look like a scary. It is kind of the normal one. Mm. And since then they did very interesting tricks. Mm. So they touched your head and skull's head all together and give some feedback like a vibration and sounds and visual lights and this kind of thing. And after a couple of seconds, you feel like it, the mirrored skull is your own head. And since then, you feel like somebody's touching inside of your brain. Yes. This is very speculative feeling, very interesting feeling. Mm. And we, as an Excel committee, we decided that that work is the most interesting and most notable work in this year. I, I had the... Uh pleasure of, of trying that one out like you say initially you're looking at yourself and now all of a sudden you look like the ghost rider right like you have this <laughs> flaming skull head that in and of itself is interesting enough but then the researcher starts to kind of give you a head massage before long they start to kind of stick their fingers down into like the skull cavity into like the 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 eye cavity and at least that's what you're seeing. It's not what they're doing, obviously, but it's what you're seeing. And it starts to feel like it's real. It's kind of a very spooky feeling. What are the implications of that idea of kind of merging with your projected VR self? Again, it's the kind of the another example of the virtual embodiments. Yeah. Before, virtual embodiments is actually embodying our actions mm. into the virtual avatar. Their work is let you being embodied into the kind of the real model combined with the virtual the images. Yeah. And it feels like it gives you the opposite feeling. Before I can control the virtual avatar. Right. Now the the this kind of the virtual avatar, the skull, can control my feelings. So this is really innovative thinking. Wow, that really has to be the future of XR. I'm just trying to think of where it goes from there, because in a way, X-ray head is a illusion. It doesn't actually have any, it's not wired up to you in any way. It's really just a complete trick of the eye combined with this physical interaction. But in the future, if you can somehow connect the experience to to people's minds in some significant way. You can see how this could quickly go to yet another level 
of embodiment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perhaps that's the future of gaming. It could be. In terms of the interactivity and creativity, my favorite is the title, The A Most Favored Nation. Mm -hmm. It's the open reality and immersive performance. It's uh, their work. They did the actual performance in US and they, what they did is performers, actors, are acting themselves on the virtual background. Mm. And when audiences enter the set with the mobile devices, what they can see is that not only the actual actors, they can also see the virtual actors interacting with the actor. And the sets can be combined with the real set, with the virtual set that would switch is 50 years ago seen. So seen with the current time zone and the 50 years time zone can be mixed together in the virtual world. So their work is really interesting. And when we add some kind of the interactivity between audiences and players, then it will be really, really some kind of new way to express of the contents or express of the plays into the theater. Absolutely. I also um, had the pleasure of checking this one out. And uh, yeah, so it's the team at UCLA. And it made me think of a lot of interesting uh, potential applications of this technology. But I think they had access to the uh, footage from Amazon Studios, The Man in the High Castle. Mm -hmm. Which is a great, great show. I'm I'm really into history. I, I have a project called History Adventures, and and I'm really you know deep into history. And I love that show. The show is about an alternate history where the uh, Germans and the Japanese won World War II. What they did here is that they put their own actor right into the to the show itself, right? And they kind of reimagined the show, but now with their own actor. Yeah, that's correct. Not really a different version of the story, but different sets. So yeah. the action can be merged with the action in the different set. Yeah. So your concept is in a single space, they can mix the different time zones, different times, different actions into together. So Tales from the Crypt is this horror anthology from back in the 90s or 80s, but then they brought it back and they did a particular show. It's Justin Long. I don't know if you know that actor, but he plays uh, essentially an XR researcher. He's kind of built his own kind of animus. He's like a movie nerd. And the, his animus that he built, it allows you to go into it and then you immerse into a movie. And now you're like interacting with the actors. Yes. So... We can extend the ideas if we could. So you can visit into the kind of the famous place of the latest movies mm. in London or in Seoul or in New York or different places. And when you open your glasses or when you open your mobile phones, then you can jump into the actions that actually happened there, actually filmed there. And you can be a, one of the actors inside. You can interact with the actors. So. This kind of idea was actually shown as several years ago by some researchers, mm. but still there are some the long ways to go to be completed, but still it is the kind of very interesting idea, as you mentioned. These ideas that are being presented here really represent a possible future of the technology, like whether or not this particular idea becomes mainstream, 
there's so much potential in it and it's going to certainly go in one direction or another. And the idea of putting oneself into a, a set of a famous movie, interacting with like, as in the other example, interacting with uh, classic movies and characters and feeling like you're there in that scene or that setting and interacting with uh, these, you know, these famous moments in cinematic history or putting yourself in the middle of, the, of a game of a 3D world in a game, dropping yourself into the middle of Super Mario world. Or we can extend the virtual world or extend the real world with the virtual world. Mm. So considering we are playing a game, the mm. game plays, is starting in the real world. And then when you open the window or open the door, it is connected to the virtual world huh. with the through the window of the, your mobile phone or your headset. Huh. So this the extended reality can be a kind of the near future. Wow, so that's another potential. It's kind of like this magic door concept, an enchanted door. I'm in. I'm here in my world. Out the window, it's Assassin's Creed world. I'm looking at you know, let's say medieval Istanbul. Mm -hmm. What I love about Seagraph is just how you really are imagining the future, because probably most of these are going to be sort of interesting prototypes and experiments that could be as this next step towards something that becomes a mainstream or a new direction. So one of the the key points in CGRAB is CGRAB is kind of the, a bit different with the other academic conferences. Yeah. In CGRAB, not only the technical paper presentations and the posters, exhibitions, we have experience hall. In experience hall, we have emerging technology. I think that you already have the built with this contents and also art gallery and Excel and virtual reality theater. And all those things, actually, the participants can experience itself and be part of the research altogether. Yeah. So it's something new and something very interesting, the type of the things. It is not a, just a demonstration. It is a kind of developing together. So the participants are dis actively discussing with the exhibitors altogether. There are many pieces very interesting, but one of the the work that is highly evaluated as a technologically is Teleview demo. Mm -hmm. It's submitted by the people from University of the British Columbia in Canada, and what they did is for the kind of the teleconferencing instead yeah. of the showing the opposite side in a flat screen, they are showing the opposite side person in the kind of this spherical screen yeah. and it is a 360 degree or 3d model is captured so we can actually see the the opposite body the remote body in three-dimensional way without wearing any glasses without wearing any devices yeah so yeah. it is done in real time and it's very kind of interesting experience to mm -hmm. actually how this kind of the simple spherical display can deliver the the very detailed nuances of the facial expressions or kind of the feelings of the conversations. And it is quite the interesting work in terms of the technology. In terms of the algorithms and the te technical aspects, it is quite the one of the cutting edge. Yeah. But in terms of devices, it is not very highly expensive ones. It is not the, the very fancy ones, but it's utilizing most of the existing ones. So yeah. in terms of 
hardware. Yes, I agree with you. That's a big bonus because I guess a lot of these prototypes of next generation teleconferencing, historically anyway, they tend to be incredibly expensive. The kind of you know things that like Cisco would build, and then it's like. Mm-hmm. Only an enterprise, like a big company or university or something, could afford it. But here, this you're saying all the innovation is is in the code, in the algorithm, in the software. But then the actual hardware is quite simple and and, and inexpensive. Yeah, you made a very important points. Yeah. So when we think of the virtual reality, people usually think that we might need the heavy gears yeah. and very expensive device to fill it. But researchers are working on that the everyday device, like a kiosk screen or even your mobile phone, can give you the realistic feelings, realistic tactiles, realistic sounds, realistic 3D view without adding any new devices. So yeah. when you look at the exhibition, exhibition and the, the submitted works, you can feel like this kind of the aspect is in every aspects of the technical the contributions. So we are working on it. And I hope that we can feel the realistic virtual experience with our everyday devices. The virtual reality is not a very difficult technology. Hmm. Designers, artists, children can join to create the new virtual experiences. Hmm. So I welcome the audience of your podcast to join the Sigurab Asia or Sigurab in coming years and have experienced what we can do and what you can do.